Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity, to defend ourselves with the promises that come from the person and the work of Jesus, but also learning how to receive all of the gifts that can only come from the hands of the triune God. So we're in the weekly practice, speaking about the Lord's Prayer, meditating upon the very words that God himself uh, has given to us uh, to pray. So he's given us the words to pray, the way to pray, a command to pray, an invitation to pray uh, with a blessing uh, uh, attached to it as well. So we're in the thy petition. So the Lord's Prayer begins with boldness and confidence. Our Father who art in heaven, it ends with boldness and confidence and certainty. Amen. But in between those uh, two uh, little phrases are the thy petitions and also then the us petitions. So we've talked about the the thy petition uh, concerning God's name. Now we're going to speak about the petition that speaks of God's kingdom. And again, this is in the middle of conflict. Thy name be holy, not my name. Thy kingdom come, not my kingdom, not the devil's kingdom, not the world's kingdom. Thy will be done, uh, God, not my will. Again, not the evil one uh, and his will, uh, not the world's will. So thy kingdom come, what does this mean? Martin Luther in his small catechism uh, gives a really clear answer. He says, the kingdom of God comes indeed without our prayer of itself, But we pray in this petition that it may come unto us also. So just as God's name is holy in and of itself, and we don't make it holy, but rather we pray that it be holy among us, holy in our use of it. So also when we speak about God's kingdom coming, it comes in and of itself, the little catechism says. But we pray that this kingdom may come to us, uh, be active among us, Uh, be extended out into the world through us. How is this done? Luther says, uh, answer, when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit, so so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead a godly life here in time and yonder in eternity. So we have this God who's continually giving himself to us, wholly, completely, The Father, all creation, uh, the Lord Jesus, all of his works, his death and his resurrection for the forgiveness of sins. And in this petition, we hear that the Holy Spirit will give to us all of his gifts that we might lead a godly life, believe this word here in time, hereafter in eternity. Now, Uh, the small catechism and the scriptures refer to these different kingdoms of God. And it's helpful to understand which which of these kingdoms we are uh, encouraged to pray for. So there's a kingdom of power, there's a kingdom of grace, and there's a kingdom of glory. So we're going to pray in this petition for two kingdoms to come to us and understand that the the third one is already happening. whether we pray about it or or not. It comes in and of itself. And that's the kingdom of power. So all authority is given to Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, he says to his disciples, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, in your going, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus has all authority over all things in all places, all of the time. 
So we're not praying in this petition that his authority and power and rule and reign would occur. Uh, we acknowledge it, we receive it, but we're not praying that he would accomplish it. He has all authority. What we do pray for is that uh, kingdom of grace, that this rule and reign over sin, death, and the devil, uh, the forgiveness of sins, that it would be extended, that we would believe it, and that others would come to believe it through the work of uh, the Spirit, through the gospel, not the swords of men, right? Not chariots and horses, not that type of kingdom, but the sword of the Spirit, the gospel. And this gospel has been given to the church. We call it the office of the keys. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, um, and I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, this wonderful gospel message, this living and active word of God that uh, rules and reigns over sin, death, and the devil. And we proclaim it, and the Holy Spirit is working through it and in it to bring people uh, into the kingdom of uh, the kingdom of the triune God. So again, brought out, redeemed, purchased uh, out of the kingdom of uh, the unholy trinity, an exodus, and brought into the family of God. So we're praying that that kingdom of grace would uh, come and be among us, but also that it would be extended to others. And then the kingdom of glory. And you could think of this as uh, when Christ himself reappears. So he has come. Uh, he is coming among us with his gifts, right, through word and sacrament. And one day he will reappear. And this is the kingdom that we are longing for. He shall reign forever and ever and ever. Revelation chapter 21 speaks of this time um, that there'll be no more sin, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more, no more death. So we pray for the kingdom of grace and the kingdom of glory to come. And we live with an understanding and we acknowledge and we rejoice that God uh, in his kingdom of in, in his kingdom of power rules and reigns. So thy kingdom come. What does this mean? Answer. The kingdom of God comes indeed without our prayer of itself, but we pray in this petition that it may come unto us also. How is this done? Answer. When our heavenly Father gives us his holy spirit so that by his grace we believe his holy word, lead a godly life here in time and yonder in eternity. Again, we have this great invitation with a blessing. We have a command, call upon me. We're given the very words and the very way to pray. And that little verse that reminds us of all of these gifts, Psalm 50, verse 15, call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me.